Towards the free kick. Colaccini nearly got ahead on him. Chiotte, great strike! Oh! Oh boy, a Friday episode. The Martin Download, Ian Gilmore, Adam Baker, Luca Maloney, the usual cast and crew, here again on a Friday. Feeling good, the voice is back. We're ready to go. This is it. Last Probably we're going to have a tough week, weekend matchup for all of us. So Last regular season, really, episode? I mean, we're in the postseason, but like past the Big Ten tournaments, this is the last one with those. Two layers of postseason play, I guess. But let's let's keep the fingers crossed too that this is not the last um, game of the season. Yes, because that la- would not be fun, nor good. Or the last time MSU soccer features on Demartin Download. No, that would be bad. We Very wa- bad. We don't want that. Yes. Yeah, too soon to become a full time Champions League podcast. Really is. Or full time Eddie Howe praising podcast. <laughs> we'll get to that later. The Howe Conte show. Yeah. Right. Um. All right, let's start. MSU men's soccer. Uh, the regular season's over, and it didn't end well. Um, a rather deflating 3-1 loss at Northwestern. Northwestern, obviously, no pushover, but they are one of the, I'd say, weaker teams in the conference, I think it's fair to say. Um, weird game. Started weird. Uh, second half, MSU just didn't really look like doing much. There wasn't much going their way. Um, David Rensing wasn't on the sidelines. Because um, he wasn't feeling great, I, I guess is the the word. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I was watching it. and I was like, "What? You needed you needed three points today to try to finish fifth. And I don't. It, they just didn't seem up for it. And the manner of the goals they conceded, it just felt like the same play kept happening for two of the three, maybe all three of them. And I know back lines are supposed to shift over as you know the balls played down the wings but there just seemed to be a little bit of a flaw and leaving on two occasions olu to mark the heading threat and then farai on the third goal i felt like defensively something was you know it just seems sloppy to me yeah sloppy people are getting a little open missed assignments i think sometimes they shifted over too much a lot of miscommunication on the overlapping runs from northwestern that i, I didn't completely understand because it happened so many times and you'd figure by the first two, you'd lock those up. It was just, just wasn't happening. And on a few of the goals, Josh Adams kind of just marking open space. I think he shifted it. Yeah, that was yeah the the young Josh Adams. I him starting was an interesting one. I don't know. I felt like they had had their back four sort of locked. Like Stone and Incho had done well um, with Olu and Perkins on the outsides. I I was confused at at the. The starting Josh Adam. Yeah, and like I haven't really nothing been... against him by the way either. He played good for, through when he came in, yeah. and good with the season. Yeah, yeah. but it's still very young. He's not adjusted to the Big Ten play as of right now. Of course, he did score the one goal this season, but again, he's still got a lot to learn. He's an exciting player, like I said, a lot to learn. And it's just tough when you yeah, switching up that center back pairing so late in the season. Yeah, the last game of the season. And I mean, I guess it kind of shows that. Was it two or three headers in this game? I believe it was two. Two headers. Okay, I'm trying to... But the day you switch up the center backs is the day where crossing kills you. It's just like there's something 
you know, connected with the two. Uh, something just... This is a deflating performance. And we've seen how good, even in losses, they've looked against the top four of the conference. And then to play, as you said, one of the lesser teams in the conference and then really just get... You know, just in a game where you, yeah, in a game where you expected for them to come out with the three points, yeah, and needed to. I mean, yes. Granted, we didn't realize there wasn't an eight nine playing. They probably knew that going into the game. I'd assume, yeah. But still, you don't want to. You know, the risk of losing drops you to last in the tournament. You're gonna have to play whoever wins the whole thing. Which you didn't know who it was going. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess they did because they're the late game oh. going into the day. They didn't know. And still, you're not going to want to go into the... Regardless if you're wanting to manipulate the results to get a matchup, you don't want to go in No on matter such, who number one is, they're yeah. there for a reason. Yeah, and you don't want to go in on such a deflating loss. Having said that, <laughs> I, I, I'll i be honest, out of the four teams in the top four, you could probably argue that Michigan is the one you want to play most because they're not having you know their regularly good year. They're still up there, and they've they've come on at the end of the season too. Penn State might be the team you want to play the most. Just because MSU can't get past that Michigan hurdle. They haven't beaten them in, what, like, last seven tries now? Yep. Yes, 17, right? And and they looked this season before Jack Zuge's red card like they could take it to him and beat them, surely. And I know it's different because they're going to State College. But, and this is, this is no disrespect to Penn State either. No disrespect to Penn State. They have been good all season. They won the Big Ten for a reason. That's hard to do with 18 points as well. But especially that last game against Maryland to yeah. really take control back. Maryland is hot right now. I know they lost to Penn State, but they they are I think far and away the best team in this conference. Indiana is always good. They're good again. They came on at the end of the season. I know they lost against Maryland. They won't lose two games in a row. Yeah. And they especially this our... especially this time of the year. So there's no way they're losing to losing to Maryland and then losing their first round game. Put the house on it. Who are they are they playing Rutgers? Is that who they're playing? I think they're playing Rutgers nah. in the tournament. Yeah. No, no, Indiana. Indiana Rutgers. Indiana. I should know this. But those Indiana and Maryland, you do not want to play. Michigan, I honestly think Michigan State could go into Ann Arbor right now and beat them in regular time. And then Penn State, I think they can beat them in regular time too. Penn State has guys everywhere, yes. But Michigan mm. State has shown the formula they needed to break them down. Even with 10 men, they held on for, what, 40 minutes and then gave up a goal in the last four minutes? Yeah. Usually. I don't know. It just... Tell me I'm wrong. I won't tell you you're wrong. Well, no, no, no. You, I want you to. I'm not going to say I'd rather play... Or you're wrong for thinking, oh, yeah, you know, Penn State's an easier matchup than Maryland or Indiana. Because I right. do think no, I th- Maryland, yes. I think that's cemented. Right. Especially when you consider, you know, the pedigree, the coaching. Like yes. You, you want to face Sasha in a tournament? No. No. Hell no. And let <laughs> oh, alone. God. You don't want to face Sasha in the postseason. Well, you don't want to face Indiana in the postseason. Yeah. And then you factor in the players on Maryland, you know, and Indiana. Stylistically, especially the way Northwestern tore Michigan State apart with crosses and everything. And then Penn State, the way they can do that. Penn, yeah, Penn State plays direct as well. Penn State's very direct, and I think this Michigan State back line is too error-prone to really contain. I think a direct team kind of, you know, it's a favorable matchup in their favor. They just, you get yeah. open on some balls. Like, you look at that last game, Morse needed, what, nine saves? There was like a sequence of four corners where Penn State <laughs> really could have scored on every single one. Right, that was when Dewan Jones was on with us, wasn't it? Yeah, I forgot about you. that. Shout out Dewan. It's like you... 
I think Penn State's going to have a majority of the chances. Are we going to get that type of goalkeeping display from Michigan State regardless? And who knows who's yeah, and that's, that's the next big question. Who do you put in goal now going into yeah. the tournament? And well, that's a whole other question. And do either of them even have confidence at this point? They've both been, you know, yeah, plugged yeah, and who, pulled. Yeah, who's gonna who's Damon yeah. full-heartedly trusting in this game? Right. But and before I, we get to that, Luke, I, your thoughts, Penn State, Michigan. Obviously, you'd rather go with Michigan because you can, like, like you said, Ian, you can take the game to Michigan. You can crank out a result against Michigan. Penn State, you'd have to try a lot harder. Of course, they have a high potent attack. They're coming in formed. They're coming out with the attacking player of the year. So, I mean, it all points to Penn State going through this Michigan State defense. And as we've seen, when they're constantly getting penetrated with balls going in into that center defense into those into those two center backs. It's helpless because at, at one point, one of them is going to go in. Also, this is kind of just general thoughts for me. I I usually back a team coming off a title. I mean, I guess champions, or conference titles unique to college, but like in all type of sports, I, I back the hot hand and Penn State's coming off such a momentous last game, winning the conference title. I don't... And right before that, they beat Maryland. So yeah. And, yeah. A they, comeback in the second half. Yeah, the they, confidence is high. It seemed like they lost control of the conference. Then, yeah, they beat Maryland. They win the conference. They're going to be coming in with momentum, confident. I would be shocked if, you know, their first game off of that is a loss at home. It's tough. Either way, it was going to be tough, no matter who they played. It's a tough situation, no matter where they finished. Yeah. Like said. Also, didn't realize uh, Penn State was in the conference final, or yeah, Big Ten tournament final last year. Lost. Yeah, yeah. Who they play? Indiana on Penns. Mm. Okay, yeah, because they were good. They were better. Light. Uh, nah, probably not. Uh, I guess it's it's nice for them because they. Yeah, you beat them last year. Yeah, shocking. Just kind of wild to think about. I guess they have been because obviously they're not like a historical powerhouse. But nineteen, they were good. Nineteen, eighteen, they were not. And then 19, they came on. Yeah. In the last few years, they've been good. And 19, um, at DeMartin was one of the best performances I've seen yep. from an opposing side. And one of the, yeah, and vice versa, one of the worst. Yeah, no, definitely, one without saying. And that was on what? Fox, that was on Fox Sports 1 or their Big Ten Network, I think. Yeah, nationally televised, but I don't know which yeah. one. But no, I guess from their end, it's kind of nice to see yeah, a non-powerhouse coming into form and then winning the whole thing on their third year of really contending for it. Yep. That's why Jeff Cook is a coach of the year. Shout out. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, I almost think it's better for MSU to have lost that game this year. Because this, I mean, Penn State is a team that probably don't beat twice in the same year. Yeah, but. It's reasonable. Man, it's just that red card makes everything so interesting. Because yeah. I do think Penn State wrestled control before that. I think it was kind of like similar to the Indiana game where Michigan State dominated the first half and then kind of lost control quick in the second. But then the zoo guy read really just kind of hard to tell how much of that dominance would have been natural and how much of it was influenced. But to the point of the, it would have been a tough team to beat twice. Is it? You think it's a tough team to play that close twice? Not no, I don't think so. I think they can play them close. The only problem is, is in recent years MSU had played has played teams close and then lost. Yeah, and then like a Penn State has the one player he they have the difference maker in the team. So if he's in around the box, could have any difference. They have like three different makers in the team. Exactly, any of those players in and around the box, it's it, it it's a guarantee. And this season for Michigan State, it's been difficult, especially in the latter half. Mangione is forward of the year. Kuhn, Privet, Reedy all make second team, and that's 
even without talking about Blow You and Butts, who have or were I think all teamers last year and the year before, and then Christian Howard, <laughs> Brandon Hackenberg in the back, Christian Hackenberg's brother. They're gonna be tough to beat. Yeah, I mean, it's just a tough matchup. Even, I guess it says something where that's the more favorable of the top three, but. Yeah, I mean, no, you just, don't want to play any of the, yeah, no. <laughs> any of the top four teams. So you got to pick one. No, that's tough. And um, you'd rather not go into this game where you're really, I mean, we don't know how like deeply Michigan State's looking at that Northwestern loss, but. If you have any type of questions at the back, and now you're going into a game against this offense, yeah. Well, hey, let's let's get into that then. First, let's talk about the back line first before we talk about the keepers. It, like I mean, we said it. You know, Adam starting was weird. I don't know. There's nothing in my mind that said like we need to rest guys against Northwestern before you have nine days off to play the next or seven days off to play. Andrew's coming right? off a big break like, too, but that game before Northwestern had a big break. As right. Well. There's no need for rest. Right, so there's no way that that was, uh, you know, a, a motivator for that move. So it's just confusing to me. I, so unless there's something that we don't know about, you have to go back to Olu Perkins in Show Stone, right? Yeah, I think so. You just, I mean, the back. Yeah, you you experimented with the back line. You gave up three to Northwestern. It should really just. Probably, I just don't get experimenting within the last game of the season. Yeah, it should probably be as simple as that. Uh, don't know what much. Lucas no, speechless. Yeah, you can't add much more to that than experimenting in the last game of the season. You you want to go with the back line that you trust, the back line that's going to get you the result most importantly, and it wasn't that in that game. Although, like again, I've never looked at Insho as like an un or yeah an unbenchable part of the team, but it's just an interesting time to do it. Very. Like I feel a lot more secure per se. Like. If if it was like Stone and Morel, like I, that that gives more confidence, but still, I yeah, that, that Stone, yeah, Stone and Morel also have had a good combination in the past. Injury didn't even play. I like I thought maybe at some point he came off the bench, but he didn't even play. Yeah, even when he Stone had to be go, hurt. Yeah, even when Go Stone goes into the wing back role, it's it still gives me a little bit more confidence. Oh, but that that center back pairing wasn't too fruitful early on. No, I don't think they could have. No. And Olu's really came into his own at right. Yeah. I was about to say no, at left been... back just by habit, but no, shifting Perkins out to the other side and Olu really taking over that right back spot's been great. It would be hard if we did like you know we'll do postseason awards obviously later, but most improved he's got to be right right up there. Um, yeah, I think he's got to take it for sure. Defensively, it's been a big improvement because we've always seen how good he is on the ball and moving the ball up field. Yeah. But defensively, man marking was my. One thing about Olu that it wasn't great at at first. Now this season it's gotten a lot better. Few players have gotten by him on the one on one. Yeah, especially yeah the one on one. Look at games against Ohio State where they really try to you know thrive off the wing play, but just you think you have a better matchup on that side than against Perkins, but it just it's always been just as tough. Um, let's talk about the keeping situation. This is an interesting one. I think there's even another layer to this. Uh, against Northwestern because Damon wasn't there to make the decision. Unless he's on the phone with Joe and TJ, like from wherever Damon is watching this, hotel room or think they've got doctor's have, office or whatever. I think they've got to have the AirPods in. I, I'm thinking like, they have to too. but Yeah, because, I mean, Damon, is, at least the day before, has to tell them. But uh, you can't prepare for giving up three goals against Northwestern. 
Um, but the third goal goes in. We see McGrain go off and Hunter Morse come on. Hunter Morse played pretty well once he came on. I just, at this, like, it just, what do you do now? You've got two keepers that, I mean, at least from an out, outward perspective, I mean, I don't think anyone can be confident about, about either of them right now. It, yeah. Okay. And I don't think any of the bigger teams in this conference are switching goalies because it's a yeah. set, they have they have a set rotation and the goalkeeping situation is set and this will go down as a a big marker in the MSU season is where was the goalkeeping situation. So after a I mean a good not great performance against Ohio State because obviously we I don't think we really looked at any of those chances he was like should have been right. goals but he, yeah. you know he mainly the cross is where it was important. That's six goals in two games against McGrain. So hindsight probably included. Do either of you think it was the wrong decision to switch off of Morris in the first place? At the first place, no, because at the end of the day, you're going to go in with a young keeper. Damon, trust, Damon trusted him. Obviously, you want to go in with a fresh set of eyes in the back, Offer hopefully offer something different. And in the first couple of times Lance did it, he did great. But again, he's a young keeper, and in this in this competition at this level, there's a lot to learn. And Hunter Morris obviously brings that expertise in the goal between the sticks. Do you mean like initially when they benched Hunter? Yeah, was that yeah. was that the right call or wrong call? Yeah, no, it was. It was the right. I think so. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, grain has has done well. It, the me, the mess up first minute against Maryland was bad. I think they are lucky. That Morse didn't give up a goal against Northwestern, because then you really don't know what to do. Because oh, yeah. you bring him in for half an hour, he gives one up after McGrain just gave up three in fifty-five minutes, and then what? But do you put that on Morse or do you put that on the defense in front of him that was quite literally letting anything fly by? I don't know. Wait, Morse for what part? I'm just saying if he would have given up Wait. a goal. Yeah, if he would have given up a goal. Oh, well, it's, that's I mean, too much of a hypothetical. I think. That's, yeah, <laughs> if you see another cross. Then it's okay. Yeah, no, now we really have an issue on our. I hands. don't know, man. I and here's the, I think I think more starts on Sunday. I I could not tell you what is the right call. I couldn't. Like I genuinely don't know. I just think that Morse will start. I think you have to go with experience, and obviously Morse brings the experience. And I feel like there's a bit of a like redemption factor too. Like For not Morris? like a harsh way, being like, "Oh, you benched me. I'm going to show you." But like, you know, he's got something to prove now. Yeah, I mean, he's a veteran on this team. He's they, they, those guys look up to him. And when we talk to Lance, Lance has a ton of respect for Hunter Morris and learns a lot from him. So you see the impact in that locker room that he has. Yeah, I was trying to think of professional comparisons to this kind of situation. Ter Stegen, I, Neuer, or Germany. Oh, I was going to. Uh, with all due respect, I think you're talking about two goalies. You know, at the top of their game. Uh, the one that just hit me was Keppa and Caballero in Lampard's first season. Mm. And Keppa would get randomly pulled, randomly reinserted, and it just like... Who's who? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, Keppa more since okay. natural starter. I just got to say, because Caballero's old. Yeah, no, no, the age doesn't <laughs> line up. The old yeah. head. Yeah. No, I th- I, that's a good comparison. But it's like, no one... I'm not going to say McGrain isn't the answer. No one thought Caballero was the answer, but then when Keppa comes back in, it's like, okay, well, now what did that do for him? Yeah, it's never the answer, but the thing is, it when you bring something new in, is is that system working? Yeah. I feel like that's just the hardest position to really run that risk with. Yes. Well, not feel, it definitely is the hardest position to experiment with. Especially when you have as many minutes on the, on the pitch as Hunter Morse. Who would you start, and who do you think actually starts? Um... 
man, again, it's tough because it's not th- those last two. This is I, I do not three, envy being in Damon's shoes this six, week. Six goals in two games is a rough one. I think maybe Morse mainly leaning on that initial Penn State game. That's who you would start. But I also know how direct they are, and the the cross has really turned into an issue mm-hmm. as of late. And that is not Hunter's strong shoot, at least this year. You know, no, I think I'm going McGrain. And who do you think's going to start? And then I think Morris will start because <laughs> they'll probably lean on the experience. Okay. okay. I'm going with Morris. That's uh, who you would start? That's who I would start and who I think Damon will put you, in the team. What makes it extra tough is because... If they lose, it's very possibly the last game of the season. No, but, it is. It yeah, is. yeah. But it you is. also, but like, what I'm factoring into the decision is like, just you keep tossing between the two of them. What's it going to do for their confidence long term? You cannot. No, you cannot you also think can't, about next game. You also can't look long term <laughs> nope. when this would end the season. Nope, you can't. Because look, if McGrain gets benched, I think his again we can't look long term. But if he gets benched for that game, his season's basically done. Like I just think. Like, you bench him for your initial tournament game, then you try going back. I just don't. No, that's no, not really no, no, an no. option. So whoever gets this game, if they win, Gets would have that. to get the entirety. Whatever, whether that's one more I game. I mean, you'd be crazy three. to switch it up again unless one is hurt. Here's here's another scenario for you. Hunter's done after this year. Like, there's no way the guy comes back. There's really no way. Like a redshirt senior, I know he's got another COVID year if he wants. He doesn't come back. I don't think. If you start him, you have the chance of wounding a little confidence to McGrain. So you just say. I mean, you could be harsh and just say, well, sorry, you're gone after this. We need Lance to be here and, you know, locked in for three years. I mean, Morris did get benched on senior night, so it's it's happened already. And that is actually a good point if you want to think about McGrain coming back in the future. And I would understand, like, the mindset of not throwing the season away, but, like, taking the positives from it and move on, moving on. Like, they've had one of the toughest schedules in the country. They've gone almost 500 there has been some, you know, little disappointments where a couple bounces the other way and you're, you know, two games above 500. And there's also been sparks of brilliance here in, yes. in some games. Let's remember, too, that maybe the best player on this team is not playing. In, or, um, oh, my gosh. I just, Al-Gahim. Allah. Oh, oh yeah. Al-Gahim. And I'm fully with that, that bold statement. I do think when he starts playing again, hopefully at the start of next season, He'll be the best. He'll be the best player on the team. Quick, I think. I think the team's been missing a player like him that's direct, pushes forward. Because I th- man, what was so impressive with him is everything we thought of Adad would come in as. Yeah. Allah did his first game starting yep. as a true freshman yep. coming off that college cup run, yep. and did it for the entirety of the non-conference before. Yeah, we our whole out. our whole mindset was, oh shoot, they don't have Baroni. And then he was there. Such a shame. That has this. been like one of the. I mean, I mean, there's nothing for us to regret, but not being able to watch him and yeah, see him play. The as, what if? Yeah, right. The what if? I just can like you know hear a goal call in my head of like Algahim. He did it against Cornell once, and that was his last game. Yep, the last game he ever featured. I'm waiting for his uh his return, his goal, and then he would have technically scored in back to back games. Yeah, it just. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> the most unique situation gotta, of that. You got to keep that up in the brain yeah. for next year. Keep it in the notes. Um, so they have to win. They have to win to get in. Their RPI right now is 43. The at-large bids right now are going up to RPI 39. That's because there are they're projecting eight teams 
with RPIs of 50 or more or higher winning their conference tournaments. So there's going to be like crap teams that are going to win their conference tournament and get in. Mm-hmm. All due respect to crap teams. But that's just a thing. If they lose, they're out. If they win, I think they're in no matter what happens after. If you beat Oh yeah. If yeah. you beat Penn State, who uh right now is RPI 29, you have to jump up at least 3 spots. And that'll do to some 40, damage. And I think they get in. And it's that it's if you beat the Big 10 champion Regular season, you have to get into the tournament. You have to. And you'll go in there with some confidence at least. Yeah. And also, I mean, you're not – Maryland and Indiana are on the same side of the – Yes, uh, the, yes. the same opposite side of the bracket. Too. You win. It's not a toss-up. But if you win, you get either Michigan or Wisconsin. They drew both those games this year, so they can beat them. Yeah. And, and they were both away. They'll be away again. Yeah, or neutral. Well, yeah, no, you know, you're, you're, I think you already said free, I think you already said it would be away, but, but that's what I thought with the women's too. Yeah, so and yeah. right, it won't be at home. Riding that momentum of beating the conf, beating Penn State, and then and then if you get another win, you're in for sure. Oh yeah, you win the con. Oh, you win two, then yeah. But bottom line, they have to beat Penn State. Yeah. If they don't, their season's over. Unless the conf or the committee is so nice. To put a yes. team that's six, someone nine has to in, be really generous. That's six nine and two into the conference. Once they play Penn State, their strength of schedule will be up to like top five, I think. They would have to really value the eye test to put them in. Yes, but and I mean, then it's kind of tough if you look down there, seeing a five one loss and a three nil loss. Yeah, was, to good teams, but still. Yeah, and a three one loss to like what? What would carry you would be. Well, even Maryland ended up winning that game by two. But those close losses to Indiana and Penn And that's at home, the thing, too, is like there's no way that everyone has watched these games. Yeah, they would look at the score. I mean, yeah, you just look at the score. You just look at the scores, but then you're going to look right up and see those runs. But, yeah, but the that performances. 5-1 and 3 yeah. you just referenced. The one thing that does help is having two people on the first team All-Big Ten. Shout out for Imutatu. Seven goals, three assists this season. And Jack Beck, one goal, seven assists. He was... You know, me and Luke were talking about it earlier. He kind of fell off at the end. Not fell off, but the stats weren't there at the end of the year like they were in the middle. Mm-hmm. But he still was. But he was the most crucial player he in, was the, fantastic in the lineup year. for that latter half. When he's not playing, the team looked completely different. Yes. Beck, win, yep. Beck won balls in the midfield. Distrib- distribution was amazing. And it, the final third play with Farai Mutatu, deadly combination early on in the season. Well-deserved. I'd say with Farai and Beck, I'd say... These, this is the season that I was expecting them to have the, the year after 18, in 2019. In the last two years, you know, outside factors, whatever, people leaving, they're, they're finally back up to where, you know, I, I thought they would eventually get. And it's, it's great to see. Yeah. And good to see them get the plaudits for it, both getting first team, which I think it did kind of surprise me almost. Not Back first team, I yeah. think, is a tad generous. I oh. think it's fair to say. Yeah, and the whole okay, finishing eighth and getting two people into the first team. It, I'm I'm not saying undeserve it. It's just surprising. You know, it's not something you'd necessarily assume, but good for them. Obviously, I think for for I fully deserving of it. I I Beck. honestly I was a little surprised with him too, just a tad, just because that there was two guys on eight goals. Bender was gonna make it in the team no matter what, and Justin Weiss made it, and then Fry was tied on on seven. But the three assists I think set him apart. Although. <laughs> I'm still a little. Uh, I don't know if that that miss on the Vedad goal ended up counting as an assist or not, but if, I think it did. Whether that was the third or did. not, still yeah. a great season. 
I was honestly, I see, I thought they were gonna have a third team because the women had a third team, and I think men's usually has a third team, don't they? Do they not? I, I have a There's no third team that they've announced yet. That's weird. I thought Nick Stone was gonna make it on one. Yeah. Also, maybe that's just our bias. Uh, I guess if you look at the numbers, the teams conceded a lot. So that's it'd true. be tough. That's fair. Yeah, out of performances, that's of fair. course, Nick Stone's one of the top in in the in the Michigan State itself. Out of the conference, it's it, yeah, it is a little difficult based on the numbers. Although, um, and I said this in the group, why is a team a first team consisting of twelve players? What formation are they I running? I think they've done this before. Did women? Did I women think they do have. Is it a three six two? The women? No, the women did not do it. I. No, this is a. No, it is a three six two. <laughs> no, it's a it's a three five three. Three five three. Yep. Yeah, five midfielders okay. and three forwards. <laughs> but I mean, you look at all these guys; every single one deserves to be there. Yeah, I know, Absol- but I just feel like the yeah. whole the whole point of first teams is to you know literally assemble a team and you know follow positions. But they did follow positions; they just. Bent the rules a little. Yeah, and Roman Celentano, how many times has he been there? I think I've, I think it's four years in a row. I, I swear I've seen him every year. Wait, so four years in a row first team? Because Indiana said back-to-back best goalkeeper in the conference. And I'd assume if you're first team, you'd win that award every year. Yes. Whoever's in the first. Who is there? Is There was one that took it from him. He's the first ever two-time was it, big... Was it St. Clair our freshman year? Or was it Celentano? Now let's hope there's like a, a clean list. But again, he's back-to-back... I think they would have yeah, first ever two time, not first ever back to back. So he were two time. So he wanted what? But uh, unless there was some controversy with him getting first team and not the trophy. Is there? Can we go back and look at like records of who was archives? Let's see archives. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Tournament Central. Would it be Tournament Central? No, nope, that's not it. Again, live research. Yeah. <laughs> on the Martin download. Alright. What about news? Alright. So between Postseason honors. Oh, that's that's today. Oops. Gotta go back to twenty nineteen and eighteen. Yeah, I just found an article for twenty nineteen men's soccer awards. Um Andrew Verdi, goalkeeper of the year accolades twenty nineteen. Who do you play for? <laughs> I was really hoping I would say that's something. That's, that's, that's um They just have the full team. Put his name. Uh, Michigan. He was the one before. Uh, Finnerty. I guess so. I thought Finnerty played in 2019. Can't lie. Me too. Yeah, I thought he was starting. Hmm. I gotta find 18 now. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Dang. And Popovich was offensive player of the year that season. Ah, so Michigan him. took forward and back. Season honors. It was tra- oh, before Celentano. It was Trey Muse. At Indiana, our freshman year in 18. Oh, he got it in 18? Okay. Yes, and he's like in the MLS now. Yeah. Freshman of the year was Jack Mayer, who is now in the MLS. Gootman, Indiana, was player of the year. Baroni was midfielder of the year. Sick. And then Jack Hallahan, one of the sweatiest men I've ever seen in my life, was offensive player of the year. I oh, miss that watching that man. That was a hell of a name, too. That was a tournament performance for the ages. Oh, it was great. Even being, you know... Kind of on the other side of things. We're, of course, objective media members, but Patrick Nielsen made the first it, team that year, too. It and ended the season as reporters for us, but, man, it was an enjoyable way to end yeah. it. Uh, you know what? Looking back, I cannot believe who made the second team and not the first. Which season? 2018. Who? Dewan Jones. 
Yeah. Stat wise, oh, wow. that was probably why, but the dude is literally one of the best players in MLS now. Yeah. yeah. Sierkowski made second team. And I Jimmy mean, Haig was the second team goalkeeper that year, too. Jack Beck, Mutatu, all freshman team in 18. That was. I, wow. We're not going to see a better team on paper for Michigan State in a long time than 2018. Yeah. Team was the MLS plugs now. and Especially in hindsight. Yeah. They were I mean, good then, and they're they're good now, which is absurd. Okay, Sunday predictions. I think I got to go with a Penn State win again. Just above all, winning a conference and losing your opening game is just such a hard. How much? You know, such a hard. I don't know Mount Hill to. I just can't. You know, I I can't really always get behind that. We'll go. I mean, I run into this problem every week. I don't. I, I never know what to expect with the back line and defense. On some days, I'm like, "There's no way you it's can." A, it's impossible. There's no way you can shut them out. They'll lose two one. Then I'm like, you know, they could just you know smash and grab one nil loss. So two one. Ah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the two nil Penn State. God, guys, come on, have confidence. It, you know, it, it'd just be. You we know need my, to my speak principle. It into existence. My principles of the team winning the conference. You got to win that first game. Yeah, I just said the team going in, like you said, with the hot head, with the no. With but the hey, tournament season is chaos season. We yeah. want chaos. We want Maryland to lose. <laughs> we want Indiana to lose. We want Wisconsin to beat Everybody. Michigan. Everybody loses like, Penn State. You want chaos. I expect the I win. want five, six, seven, and eight <laughs> and in the semis. Say, and I fully expect it to be one, two, three, four. <laughs> oh, God. It's very possible. <laughs> All right, okay. I We're, want chaos. Two and three are winning. Undoubtedly. I you know, it would be so funny though if they didn't. If Northwestern beat Maryland and Rutgers beat Indiana. Rutgers already beat who they didn't they beat Indiana earlier this season? Oh, that means they're losing 4 0. <laughs> Revenge. <laughs> That's true. And ruthless. It's, and it's in they're Indiana. Gonna, they're going to be ruthless. Okay, here's my prediction. I'm going all out there. 6-1. Uh, well, <laughs> almost as many goals. 3-3 three, three after 90 minutes. 3-3 three, three after extra time. Michigan State wins on penalties with the fifth penalty being the clincher. Will Perkins hits a Panenka, and it actually goes in. <laughs> MSU wins. That's my prediction. Hey, so you know that this team—he's sw- learned from the best this with Panankas, really. <laughs> this he team- has seen how to how to not do there it, so he's good. But with also getting plenty of power behind it, though, you so got the unlucky the bounce on the post. I'll say. Yeah. Wait, hey, so very unlucky. Hey, we know the goalkeeping changed and the struggles. You can see three goals in a game. Do you switch goalies going into the shootout? Yes, you bring in Andrew Nicholson <laughs> for a Tim Krul esque performance. Tim Krul hey, circa hey, 2018 is- for Holland. Zach Kelly's first touch of the season is a or penalty Zach save. Kelly. Bring in Kelly. No one knows good, like who he is. Yeah. The other team's like, who the hell is this keeper they're bringing? And they don't have him on the but, scouting report. And then he who makes is he, he makes two saves and they hit the post once. MSU wins three two in the shootout. And you give him a labeled water bottle, even if you have nothing written on it. Yes, it's just, just yes. no. Yeah. Play the mind Oof. games. Play the it's mind games. It's literally just like his history notes for yeah. that exam he had this week <laughs> <laughs> on the water bottle, and he just dives the right way every time. I see it happening. I see it happening. I would love a 3-3 shootout. I mean, yeah, make my Sunday entertaining, Jesus. So, if they knock out Penn State, 
and the finals at the highest seed because Michigan State will make it there if they beat Penn State. Mark my words. It'd probably be at Indiana. We can make that drive. Nonsense. All, all I'm rooting for. <laughs> Indiana would have to be Maryland in the semis. Yeah. Which, which or they part, have to be Northwestern could, in the semis. You know. That could be very possible. Revenge game for Indiana. Indiana doesn't lose the same team twice in a year. Unless it's 2018. Um, all I'm rooting for is for us to be able to go to a game. And we can't go to Penn State. If Michigan wins, then we go to the semifinal on Wednesday. Start a, let's start a GoFundMe. We can make the trip out there. Yes. Or to Maryland. Just fly into College Park. Hey, that's a stadium I'd like to go to. Uh, Their Ludwig, games. I went to Ludwig when it was empty. Oh. I can't imagine it with 3,500, 4,000 people. They just, their highlights look so different. You have people standing behind the goal. What a concept. The ultras. Not trees. No, not trees. trees. Right like that goal line, yeah. that goal line save on a play that should have been called as offsides in that Maryland yes. Indiana game. Electric. And you see people cheering in the back. Oh, what is this? Yeah, who are they? Yeah, the goalkeeper's getting an earful every time. They uh, apparently Hartlove says they like look up the keeper's like mother's name, or like look up their phone <laughs> number and just start saying their phone number, chanting their phone number. Electric atmosphere. I would love them to put stands in behind one of the goals at at DeMartin. Yeah. Instead, you have to go fetch hey. balls out of the red cedar. Yeah. Oh, well. You can make an adjustment. Make make you know, adjust a little. Just think about the Michigan atmosphere when you have stands on both ways. How yeah. much how much more childish one of the sides is than the other one and just how yeah. much it must I, it was I specifically it was always Sterenberg playing out wide <laughs> next to that Michigan side. Which is great. And then this year it was Olu always <laughs> it seemed like those are like the two like easiest guys to rile up in all of college soccer. Also, do you see Sterenberg and St. Louis are like top ten right now? Yeah, that, that's, I don't think they've Saint lost. Lu- a game. Yeah, St. Louis is a crazy good team. I think. Well, they haven't played anyone, but I think they're undefeated. But, but they play well. They play well. Where's St. Louis? What's he playing out there? Yeah, they haven't lost. I think they put him at. I think they put him in the midfield or at the back. I was reading. Ninety-eight in strength of schedule. Wow. Okay. They're 12, 12 wins, zero losses, three draws, and they're twelfth in the RPI. Eight it would be conference. sick if they met in the tournament. Revenge game for Sterenberg. Revenge game for MSU against Jer- him. A jersey swap. Yeah, for real. Okay. Well, you know what? I know we're unbiased, but cross your fingers, MSU wins. I want to cover another NCAA tournament. Yeah, hey, we're not we're not necessarily rooting for a team. We're rooting for ourselves. Yes. Yeah. We want we, we are don't, selfish. We, 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 we want to keep our, we want to keep doing our jobs. We are our, selfish. Our season ends when their season ends. Right, and we don't want it to end. No, sir. That's why. When they finished eighth, I was so excited for a playing game. Is like, oh, another game at the Martin? Yeah, just just when home. we just when we thought the season was over, and then let it alone, we're not getting a playing game. What's up with that? Bring man, bring back the old rules. Yeah, give Ohio State a chance. Come on, baby. Yeah, <laughs> watch. I stand. <laughs> I stand for the Buckeyes. <laughs> I, I mean, I was rooting for them against Michigan. Unlucky. I mean, they won that game, didn't they? Yeah, and then they got plastered by Rutgers in the final game of the season. I think it was 4-1, 4-0. Dang. All right, women's side. Well, they beat Penn State, too. How did they end the season that well and then have it crash and I burn? Needed, needed a win on the final day and then just can't. Nah, Ohio State chokes. Too soon. It's like college football playoff. <laughs> Classic. Women's soccer. Um, see, the funny thing is now is like we're farther along in that season because they already had their tournament. We don't know if their season's over or not. The last game could have been uh, a loss in the Big Ten tournament quarterfinal to Iowa, 1-0. Um, weird one to unpack because, again, it was not indicative of like the rest of the season performances. 
They finished the season with three goals in the last five games. Um, I don't know why they couldn't score at the end of the season. And they and it continued against Iowa. I was not bad in any, you know, they're a good team, but Michigan State should have scored at least one. And then the goal they give up comes on a rare mistake, that one we almost haven't seen all season from Sam White. She gives it away, and Alyssa Walker doesn't miss on one-on-ones. I, I don't know. Yeah, your your was, takeaways from it. Yeah, uh, like you said, that was the first game I've seen from – from the Spartans that defensive mistakes cost them. Yep. And it wasn't just the one towards the goal. There were many that led to Lauren Kozel making some big saves and keeping the Spartans in, in the game, essentially. And yes, I thought Hostler's side should have scored in that first half. There were many good options. Some good saves from Iowa's goalkeeper. Credit to her. She did really well. But it was it was a winnable game. It was in yeah. the players were devastated at the end of the match. Adam and I saw it. it they were devastated. Some players left in tears, uh, and they're right now they're they're crossing their fingers, hoping they have one more game left in the season. Yeah, I hope I would hope they get that extra game. That game was just such a like. Not only was it not indicative of the season, it wasn't justify. Like, it didn't justify the performance. Like, they outplayed Iowa. It was one very bad mistake. Like yep. in terms of. The stakes and just the mistake itself. I think they're the better side. Even when they went down for stretches, it looked like they would end up getting that equalizer. And I just... They had that... There was one specific moment in the first half. It was three corners in a row. Each of them made out a clear chance. And right before that stretch started, it was a Labovich chance that got tipped behind. Oh, yeah, that, it was a shot to the top right corner. Yeah, I, I think that's what started, unless that was in a different run of play. But it was, it was, right before that, it was the yeah, Ava Cook. Yeah. The cross across, and Ava Cook, Cook came in, and they made a last-ditch yeah, challenge. It was and Cook, it. Labovich, and then I believe that's the corner spells right after yes, that. It yeah. just, those, you get that spell of possession, you just really got to take it. Yeah, and Cook was a half a, set, half a step late. If not, she could just swing it, swing it right into an open net. I almost feel like Labovich might have... Although, I mean, and it was a good ball across, and it was a great shot. I almost feel like the decisions maybe were switched. I think the first one might have flattered a shot more, and the second one, I feel like the pass might have panned out. But, like, I fully understand not passing it a second time after it gets blocked on the first, yeah, especially. And, it, and you had the clear angle to goal, too. Yeah, and the shot was like, it was going top corner. You know, there's nothing no, to take yeah, away from the effort. The save, yeah. And the save was impressive. Yep. But... But I mean, I, I, either way, it's been a successful season for Jeff Hostler and his team, and the entire coaching staff back there. They've done a hell of a job, and I I can't wait to see how they improve onto next season because they gave us a season to remember for them. Yeah, yeah. you get you get to watch it as a student still, Luca. Me and Adam are out of here. No worries. We'll be watching though. Yeah, watching yeah, from I'll, afar. I'll, fa- I'll Facetime you. Can't guys. take your I'll, eyes off this team anymore. Keeping up with Hansi. Can't, Keeping uh, up with Hans. It it'd be interesting to see them get into a tournament game again. I don't I don't know what's like why the offense has dried up as of late. But letting them I mean, granted the they, Iowa they played, the last five games was four very good teams. It was yeah. Iowa, Penn State, Michigan, Rutgers, all of whom well not Iowa but the other three are in the top twenty five are receiving votes. And Iowa's fifth in the Big Ten. Yeah, and like I said, all good teams. The experience counted there. And like I said, against Iowa, it was just very unlucky for them not to have scored one or two goals and then to give that one away. It's just just a performance you just want to move away from. 
I think one thing too is I I would did not play great. Not at all. Like I the, the players that, yeah. that Alyssa Walker took her one chance. Other than that, she wasn't really in it. Eddie Bundy, we said her name like three times in ninety minutes. Because Iowa refused to enter the box. They thought they were a long shot specialist the whole game. I just think they couldn't find an avenue inside the box. They tried. They kept going wide. They couldn't. They kept going through the middle. They couldn't. All they had left to do was surprise Kozel from twenty five yards out. Yeah, and that's why I was so devastating that they gave up the goal in the manner they did. Yep. Because Iowa was not going to score in that game, especially not in regular time as it was going. I think worst case like scenario looking at MSU was if the game went to penalties and then you kind of back Kozel. I just still don't get like. And even in the second half, I, I felt like there was this mindset of no urgency. And and that's not we, we never saw that from them before the Penn State game. The yeah. entire season. Seems like they're just playing with house money the whole time and then when they got in stakes they weren't used to yeah, and, from the last year's under Saxton. There was a just I don't know if it was like a trust thing with Hostler maybe wanting to calm things down or I don't know. What? I saw I saw too much of individual players in the attacking that were just kind of dribbling to goal and hoping for the best. And what we've seen this season from them was that link-up play, the one-two, pass it in between. And it just wasn't happening for them. It wasn't working. And I don't know why. Uh, Shaken confidence. Who knows? But that was one of those things in the game against Iowa that I wasn't seeing from the, from Hostler's side. Yeah, no, fully. I think there was one specific chance. Wickes had a great run down the wing, cut into the box. And, but it was a tight angle. And it, it was a, such a tight angle. I just think... You, th- uh, there's just very few ways in that you put that ball into the back of the net. Yeah, and Cook was coming into the box. It would have... It, it's not an easy pass. Like She actually would have had that head up, find Cook, because there was two defenders near but not on her. Yeah. I think that was one of those chances. Like, you know, if maybe you pass that one, there's... And DeBow had the one chance that we all thought went in. In that second half, kind of like chipping the goalkeeper, but it just went wide. Yeah, I didn't. I know it went behind for a corner, but I didn't fully understand, or not understand. I didn't fully catch like exactly what happened on that shot to force it behind. But no, there was chances, but maybe not as much as like yeah, going back to Ian's initial thing, just not as much as maybe there could have and should have been with how easily they contained Iowa. But I guess we we still got to wait to see what happens with the. The final draw. Yeah. There's still a chance to get into the NCAA tournament. It's a low chance. Their RPI as of yesterday is 55. Of course, top 48 teams, or not top, but 48 teams make it into the tournament. We saw with men's that they're projecting eight teams outside of the top 50 are going to make it um, with conference tournament bids. So you got to think that MSU is probably 10 spots at least out of it. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I don't there's, there's like, there's two ways this can go. It could, people could, you know, take the idea of, oh, Michigan State, they've been bad recently, but maybe they just had a good year. Or it's Michigan State has been bad. Look how much better they are. They deserve a spot in this tournament this year. Just depends on what the committee sees. And you know, obviously, again, they can't watch all the games, so they're just gonna see results. If they look at the results, they'll see a one nil loss to Rutgers, a one nil loss to Michigan, a one goal loss to Penn State, a one goal loss to Iowa. The tough thing is, is that's four losses in the last five games. Yeah, and if maybe I don't know if it helps or not that the Iowa game was lost off of a mistake. You know, like maybe they look at it, it's like, oh, they kind of maybe they shouldn't have lost this game. It was like they shot themselves in the foot, and you kind of look at it and not as a positive, but in brighter light than 
yep. you may have just looking at a one no loss to end your season potentially in a bubble. But it's just hard to tell. I and I wonder not that people think this would be this would have been a fluke year, but there's there's no pedigree to lean on to kind of inspire like the reason Penn State was ranked the whole way through even when they had a worse record, you know, they because they're good at they, they yeah. look back at their yeah, recent yeah. success. It's the opposite with Michigan State. Yep. So there's just none of that which I feel like might hurt their case, but hurts their case, but it's building on a solid foundation for the future. Now, maybe they look at Hostler's tournament success in the D two level. For real. And this is only partly like reaching because it could. I, I don't know what these people are thinking, yeah, but it, it could come into saying. the thing that I like, don't oh, know this, who the committee is. Yeah, I know. It's like this could be a uh, maybe. It just yeah, that would help cancel out the doubts they had about Michigan State in previous years, looking at how successful yeah. the coach is we in might these have, tournament settings. Yeah, we might have to send them a strongly worded email. <laughs> I, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Again, for us, <laughs> our seasons, end, you know, we just um, we're out of jobs here. I, I, you know, how lucky we would be to cover two different NCAA postseasons. You know, I don't know how that would be sick for men's and women's. God, that would be beautiful. I, I just, I just don't have a good feeling that they'll make it. I, just, I, I think it's too much of a too big of a hill to climb. I go straight onto the impact IR when the season ends. So we just yeah. trying to stay healthy. Selection it, Monday is is Monday. It's today's. Okay. I would hope so. Soon. Yes. All the tournaments end this weekend? Yep. I think all, like a lot of the championships are Sunday. Um, yeah, and they, they start this weekend for the men. Uh, so we'll watch it, hopefully. Maybe if the team's having a watch party, we'll be there. It would kind of suck to like be there and then they don't make it. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll make oh, a business yeah. decision. I don't think... Uh... TBD. Hostler wasn't too enthusiastic about their chances after the game, and you look around the camp after that yeah. loss, it... He would, I don't. He, I don't yeah. think they'll be having a watch party. Yeah, and uh, and he. They've been yeah. practicing all week. Well, yeah, they sign. have. I, that, I think it's, it's a very hostler thing. It's like, like you know, whether, our season's not over. Whether yeah, that's I mean, you know, have almost have it more than anything too. Yeah. Just you want know to I mean you want to keep their legs warm, and if any, if by a crazy chance it happens, it happens. I yeah. think it it helps the mentals to not end the season off of that mistake. You even if you're not playing another game. Keeping up the practices for a yeah. bit. I don't even know how long the break is because I know there's obviously spring practices and stuff. Right. Look at Christmas off and such. Yeah. The actual winter break. Good for them to have more soccer to take their mind off of it. Yeah. Agreed. Like Lucas said, regardless though, what a season. Yeah. What a turnaround. And congratulations to all the teams, the players, and the coaches there. And just that's the boost of rep that Hostler will have any, mm-hmm. for both transfers and incoming freshmen. Just... I saw one they just got an incoming freshman, I think, a week ago. They announced um, that was posted on Twitter. Yeah, you sent us that, gr- didn't you? Huh? You sent us that, didn't you? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, keep yeah, seeing uh, recruits. Uh, yeah, recruit from Kansas City. Fascinating. One um, uh, committed right after one of the football games. It wasn't the Michigan one, but the one before, I think. I think she went to the game and then committed. Interesting. I mean, Yeah, I don't know too much about like the high school scene to know exactly like how – well, a lot of the girls too don't play high school like yeah. on their high school teams. They yeah, no, the e- ECN, oh, yeah. They're, they're, a lot of ECNL. them are ECNL. Yeah, which Hassler was talking about with some podcast. Yeah, I think the ECNL podcast. No, he don't was with it was with the NWSL podcast, and he, and he mentioned oh. the ECNL ECNL talent. Gotcha. Isn't there an exception in women's soccer that lets you do both? Because mm-hmm. I know men's, if you play academy, you can't, you can't play, play high, high school. school. But I'm pretty sure with women, I'm just leaning the, off. I, it it always school. depends on the state and where where I believe the club. I had I have some friends that pl- now play Division One and they played ECNL. 
didn't play through high school, but I also know some that did play through high school. Quick flex. Hey, but they still couldn't guard you, right? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> they were so much better than me, man. <laughs> Respect. Do you guys think they get in? Unfortunately, no. You know, I'll try speaking this one into existence. Yes. Someone has to. But also, I mean. Okay. We'll keep the fingers crossed. Yeah. All right. A little bit time left for around the world stuff. Fantastic. Well, I guess hopefully it'll be a good game. United <laughs> City, 8.30 a.m. Tomorrow morning. Um, we'll be up. Uh, I, I don't know how this one goes, to be honest with you. I thought you were going to say you don't know if you'd be up. No, I'll, oh, city, city. Silly? I don't think Ian's ever missed a 7.30 kickoff. No, oh, no. I've never, God, I've never no. missed the porch either. Yeah, and, he, yeah, he's out, and he's out late and he's still awake. No matter how cold it is. No matter how cold, no matter how late it was the night before. Ian will sleep at 5 tonight. Oh, yeah, and he'll be up and ready. In the morning? Yeah. Oh, and still be ready for the game. Very I mean. possible. Mm-hmm. That. <laughs> That's why the, the couch is just such a fantastic... Whoever invented the couch, I just want to give them a hug. Applause to the man who or woman yes. who invented the couch. Whoever invented the couch, let me know because you're probably listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, and still alive. I, is there any chance United beat City? No. <laughs> no, so quick. But I, I mean, no. Are they at the empty or what? No, it's at Old Trafford. The Ronaldo game winner is always a possibility. He is just Ronaldo, absurd. Ronaldo man. draw. He keeps I, saving all his job. But maybe he needs to stop saving Ole's job and save his Champions League chances by, you know. Yeah, what That's was that, what game? What was that game against Atalanta? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that second. No, Duvan, Z- Duvan Zapata was running riot against oh, McGuire. Harry Varane's out for the long term this time? I-, I don't know what went into that decision. Was he not fully healthy in the last two games and then they put him in and then he gets injured right away? And now he's out for a month? Yeah, I mean, I actually don't know what Varane's initial injury was. To know if he re-aggravated, because it's a hamstring this time, I'm pretty sure. To know if it was re-aggravated or not, but that's horrible for them. They gotta if they keep that back three, and now they have to do it without. <laughs> Bai and Lindelof are playing together again. That's just 2018. Jose Mourinho PTSD oh, for United oh, fans God. to have to deal Vibes. with. A stick granted, fi- is a stick Phil no Jones defense, in there. just vibes. Yeah, gr- granted, a back three usually takes away from like everyone's each. A back three covers up for every center back's individual flaws, but I feel like that's a pretty low ceiling back three to play against a very high ceiling offense. A speedy offense, too. And Ole somehow had his way with Pep in the past. That has to end at some point. Like, And it, City, was, it was always either Rashford or now it's going to be Ronaldo yeah. to save him. And City hasn't beaten United in four Premier League meetings, maybe more. That, that, that just got to... This know. game just screams nil-nil. For, if screams like one one four nil city for me, <laughs> I think one also riding that Liverpool game just like Pep had to be licking his lips after that scoreline. Oh, for sure. He knew they were right around the corner. Pep doesn't need to take notes from Klopp. Oh, you know, it's I Pep Guardiola. Pep doesn't like, care. Like he, he just the 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 extra enthusiasm he would have making his game plan for this game, knowing just how right it can go against United at the moment. Like I, I'm fully expecting a City win and a, most likely a comfortable one. It's fair. I think that's what everyone's expecting. Um, Eddie Howe is official to Newcastle. I I don't know how to feel, honestly. I'm glad that we've got someone in because we needed to. As good as Graham Jones is, I don't think he's you know the permanent guy for the future. I was very conflicted about Emery as a possibility because I think I, I, we were texting this. I he is you know he didn't have success in the prem, 
But also, the expectations for Newcastle now are different than Arsenal then. So I would, I would have been okay with that. I, w- I wanted Fonseca. I don't know much about him, but I just looked at his record and what he's done with clubs, and that's the guy I wanted. Where was he? And that also felt... He was just a free agent. agent. No, like... Roma was last. Roma. And then didn't, uh, Roma Shakhtar was before last. that. Yeah, Shakhtar before that. Yeah. Him. And he's he's had, like, one losing record in all of his, like, 16 years as a coach. Interesting. Yeah. But it's tough because you also have to fight a relegation battle. Yeah. No, you do. And, and I mean, Eddie Howe is, you know, familiar enough with those. Uh, he also is familiar with Callum Wilson and Ryan Frazier. And when he was the coach of them, they were, like, a very dangerous duo in the Prem, which I think needs to get back there again. Because I love St. Maximan, I love Almiron. Um, Joe Linton plays for us. Um, <laughs> but Wilson Wilson and Fraser together playing on the same side again and at the same time I think could be great. I all I we just need to stay up this year. That's it. That is that is my goal. That's it. Let's get knocked out of every cup competition as soon as possible. Carabao we're already out of FA Cup hasn't started yet, right, for us? Third round hasn't started? It does, yeah. We need to go out first round, focus everything on staying up. We need players in January, and we need to stay up. But before we get to January, we need to be within uh, like five, six points of safety. We're already, I think, six points off. And that's not good. We haven't won a game in ten. We need points. We need to stay up. That's all I got this season. I'm optimistic. I think we'll do it, but only time will tell. Yeah, I mean, there's clear reason for optimism just because they will spend money in the window. Will the signings all be misses? Maybe that's a possibility. Well, they want but Dembele first, so that's a miss. If he's even healthy by January. Yeah, but one Barcelona he's already ex- out again. They want to extend his contract, too, in Barcelona. That's wild. Also, um, Well, he leaves for free, if not, and no one's buying him right now. No so I can, I can see why they'd want to extend. I don't know what kind of wages they're talking, though. PIF has already invested $35 million into the club, and that's just, like, daily running expenses. So that's a good sign, too. Very. Yeah, they're definitely, like, they're going to back this project fully, and they're not going to want to get relegated their first season. No, there. Like, it might be a crazy January transfer window. And my kind of thing with it is because, obviously, people talk about they have to walk around financial fair play. Do they? Dude, they, you can just at, kill. They're, yeah, they're, look, they're look nowhere, at Manchester City. Look, they're nowhere. You know, that's kind of what I'm getting to. They're nowhere near European competition, so you can't you can't hold that any type of suspension over them. Are they going to get fined for breaking financial fair play? You think they're scared of that? Deducted points. Okay, now that's that's a, that's a little scary. I don't know if they can do that but though. I, I think because that's UEFA. The Prem could. That's UEFA's rule, and then I don't think the Prem would implement yeah, but it. But how much do you also plan to spend in January? Is the thing two hundred million? I think. Well, because I think they said I one, think right I, off the I bat. I saw one fifty is the January budget. Yeah, I saw one, yeah something around one fifty to one ninety was like the ceiling. Yes. But if you need to drop two fifty, and then you get fined fifty, ooh. <laughs> That's going to be, you know, some pocket, some change. pocket change loss for those owners. That was owners. literally they can, what they bought us for. Yeah, they, they can afford to take the fine. And they, I mean, I don't think the Saudis would have any problem with taking out people in charge. <laughs> oh, fine, so I'm kidding. Um, they just, you know, don't have that great, you know, human rights record. That's okay. Um, well, it's not okay, but... <laughs> Okay, let's move on. To, <laughs> on before we to the sport, to the sport. All right, we'll, 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 we'll <laughs> at the right. surface. I, I just got myself into some mud right there. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. Um, yeah, we just need to stay up. That's it. Javi to Barca. It is all but official now. Here's the thing. Everyone loves this move. I, I like it. I just don't think it's the right time. Um, Barca's personnel right now is you know not up to their usual standard. 
their style of play right now doesn't suit itself to Xavi. He's going to have to come in and implement all oh, of his It's going to be a revolution. Get him back to Tiki Taka. But how? How are they going to revolutionize it right now? They're yeah. way in debt. They can't sign anyone. Everyone's taking pay cuts. It's the middle of a season. Even as Javi comes, they're 16-1 to to win the league. If they don't win a trophy this year, they will seriously consider getting rid of Javi. And that's the thing. He needs time. So if they're going to hire him right now, you need to realize this is not a one-year thing. This is a two- to three- to four-year thing before they are back at the pinnacle, especially with their financial situation. I know Zidane came into Real Madrid midseason, did his magic, and they were winning Champions Leagues in the next two, three years. But I, it's a different group of players. Yeah, and I don't think, I don't think it happens that quick for Javi. Yeah, but I just hope they give him the time. If they sack him after six months, then we'll come back to this, and I'll be like, hey, you know what? I was right, but am I surprised? No. No, but I also think Barcelona would be ridiculous to hire Xavi and not expect him to find a groove in La Liga before he starts implementing his style, his philosophy with the club. And the the thing about Barcelona is that they have the foundation in the team with the group of players that they have to build around the way Xavi probably wants to, which is possession-based play, attacking, and defending by possessing the ball, essentially. They have the players for it. Of course, they're going to need to cut some players out of there, and specifically the ones that um, that were signed in the summer as well. I, I don't think a lot of them are going to exist come next summer. Man, I think... Not that if I cut you off there towards the end. No, no, but, no, you're good. Yeah, no, I'm... Okay, first of all, I don't like Xavi. Like, <laughs> God damn. That is one of the hottest takes you could have in all of football. Like, no, I'm not saying like... Oh, How? Just, no, no, I'm not saying How like, How do you oh, not like him? He's a, so, he's a sorry <laughs> midfielder. No, but, uh, I just hate like every time Xavi speaks, it pisses me off. I think why? He's, man, he's for Spain. He's so. a that, nice guy, too. Nice guy, man. He just rubs off that... Like, all the what the the, 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 the arrogant, what are we on? arrogant and entitled type of talk. He's not the way he talks. No, well to be no, fair, no, to, to be fair, he's from Spain, so they he, all kind of talk like that. Like, I feel like every like, grudge I used to have with Pep, it's like Xavi was the embodiment of it, and then the stuff from Pep I oh like is Iniesta. No, because look, there's blaming the grass. There's we wouldn't we wouldn't take Ronaldo at Barca. There's a lot of the because stuff at he that says, point they wouldn't. No, none of this is. No, no, no. Again, I'm not. None of this has to do with him as a player. I hate Xavi the person. That's what I'm coming. Yeah, I, I no, don't I'm just making sure. I'm, I'm making sure it doesn't come across. Yeah, like, I don't, oh, he, I don't he, know. he thinks no. he thinks I mean, he's a bad have player. You, have we ever seen Xavi involved in a scandal outside of football? I don't know. Well, because I think that Barca team, you know, they just got the benefit of the doubt, and every time they, you know, something went wrong, but or not went wrong, like any time they said something, I think it just got ignored. Oh, what purists. is this? Like. Oh my! Oh. Granted, I won't. We're cutting the pot yeah, before I won't, this starts. I'll come into the group chat later with specific quotes that have pissed me off. I'm not going to try bringing uh, them off the tongue. But going back to a footballing sense, yeah, we're right? going to have to sit down about this one. Look, I do agree. I think it's too early because I think there's going to be a few issues. One, Ian is currently headbutting the mic. Uh, first of all, I don't. I think it's always iffy when former players come back to a club and some of their teammates are still there. How is Chavi? How is Chavi going to bench Busquets even if it's the right call? How is he going to move on because from he PK? To, he has to earn. He has to earn the respect of that locker room right away. If Busquets is not cut for it, if he's physically not cut for it, with tactically, right. I believe Busquets could still play a part. Physically, I don't know. He gets beaten off the ball every single time nowadays, and Gerard Piquet might be the only player in that Barcelona team with some competence. Because granted, like the Euros make it look like. Oh, these are two of the best center backs in the world. 
But Pirlo never looked like he wanted to move on from Chiellini and Benucci no. at Juve. Well, which, fairer. Fair, yeah, would they, ha- fair, they didn't have much of a choice other than Delit. Yeah, but I feel like, you know, you kind of just fully give Delit the mantle. And again, the Euros... I think it was not an anomaly, but the Euros are much better than their Juve form yeah, that but that's season. Why, They're but, still good, great defenders. But to Barca, it's just like you're going to have that. You have a team that can't play the 2011 style. And I feel like Xavi might come in kind of expecting La Masaya to produce players like himself and the ones he played with. But they have, I mean, they have, they have some a, good guys right there. I know they have good youth, but I think... But, I, I but mean, not enough to build off of. I don't know if he's going to come in and just think he can re-implement what Pep did. No, and, and like if he'll properly because right now what's important is results. What's what important right now is results for Barcelona. Yes, and, and then that's not a style. That's an instant result one. Because like, but but I don't think so. What's he going to commit to trying to establish? Because Barca doesn't have an expectation for this season. Like I know you mentioned the trophy. I think Copa del Rey is their only. Uh, my, they're not winning La Liga. Be, they're not winning. They're not Champions winning La Liga. League. There's too many good although, teams ahead of them in La Liga. That although no one really wants to win La Liga the way Real and Atletico mm. drop points. And Spain's a really weird. So she dad. So she dad. So she dad comes and wins. So she dad. You kind of just wait for the fall, but it's happened in Spain before where a team like them could win it. So it's, does he value results or does he value setting the foundation? I think he has to set the foundation. And yeah, like I said, he has to he has to cut the pieces of the team that he doesn't want and. Go from there, and Look, he's he's gonna use the, he's gonna use the youth is the thing about Xavi, that what um, he'll have Luke the Young signing an Eredivisie contract by the end of next week, but everyone else would actually be a little tougher to move off of. Just, I don't know. What about Memphis? Does he want Memphis to pie? Yes, it's the best you, player right now. And yeah, you can't move off of Memphis. It's I, Memphis is look, they not, spent all that money on Griezmann. Memphis was the Griezmann replacement basically. If he comes in and they they want to reset that much, I think they'll, I think he'll get the best out of Ansu Fati in that team. Is the only for me, and then if he stays healthy, yeah, if he stays I, uh, healthy, that's a, that's the problem with too many of these Barca players. It's, it's it's all this, and then there's that qualifier. If they stay healthy, if they stay yeah. healthy, it's oh yeah. And then how do you get the best out of Eric Garcia? Who I don't know. Barcelona talked him up a lot, and then he's not doing a whole lot. Right. <laughs> exactly. I won't go into the quotes, but I do want to just remember this tweet I saw earlier this morning. It was a Madrid fan tweeting, Chavi, bingo. And I, I'm, I'm going to say them now so we can maybe come back. I mean, I'm not the one making these up, but we can come back to them as they start to fall. Complaining about the grass. Casemiro would never play for him. About 15 La Masaya players reminded him of Iniesta and himself. Mbappe's physicality only. The lottery won by him. And I don't know what lottery that is. He calls Pep every week randomly saying Messi's the GOAT. <laughs> How much of that can you verify? Come on now. No, no, no. This is like predictions for what oh. he, what he's gonna say throughout oh. the weeks as oh. a manager. This is bingo. I this is, this the, is this, no, no. Found. This is the this complaining is, about the grass. I completely oh. no complaining completely about the grass. It. He did already as a player. Everything else is shot. Like oh no, if he called Mbappe physicality because Camp only. News pitch is the greatest pitch in the world. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's you know fascinating enough. I've heard. People talking about how deep the you know what they need to do at Barcelona is right now. They started calling the stadium old, and how like uh, I would have to get Freihoffer's take on it since he was literally there. I don't yeah. know, the camp knows like the Coliseum. Old, <laughs> but but it's but it's massive. But what? It, but they already have plans to renew it, like they're doing the Bernabeu. Yeah, well, Perez is rich and can refund it. I don't know how Barca's rebuild is gonna or Barca's remodel is gonna go. That is true. Interesting prospect. Yeah. Again, I'm with you on the fact that I don't know f- how to go about it, but 
Javi not a bad person. Weird, weirdest take I've ever heard from Adam. He's just ever. paid five million know. out of his own pocket that he might not get reimbursed for. Adam shows up <laughs> before either of us for the first time ever, and then just comes in flying. <laughs> I I gotta say I've had this. I've always had it. All my Madrid fan friends have like shared the hate. You know what it always was, from like that. You know that Barca core. Busquets, Chavi, PK, the unlikable personalities. Danny Elves at a point, but he grew on me. PK is I can understand how that's and unlikable. Like, yeah, and um, then no yeah, one's no one's Chavi's not unlikable. Victor no. Valdez is not very unlikable. Not really unlikable. Busquets is a little less ratty than he was back then. Yeah, I think Peekaboo yeah. was the uh trailblazing moment, but just those quotes. I'll dig some up for you guys salty. later. No, it's not salt, because I would I, I would hold a grudge against Messi and Iniesta. But I, I like those. Uh, I'm not a Messi fan. That's, I mean, that's just kind of without saying. But it's not like I, I'm not questioning Messi's personality every day, and I'm not questioning Iniesta's. The rest of them. Yeah, the rest of them you kind of have to question. Uh, Adam, we need to talk because Dortmund ruined my seven-leg Champions League parlay this week. <laughs> the ref ruined Single-handedly. It. Is Ajax the real deal? I was saying, you know, Dortmund, they, they got pounded last time. They're not going to lose again. We wouldn't have. If Holland Holland was available? No, even if he wasn't available, Dortmund started that game on the front foot. They should have went up. Bellingham missed a header. Hummels, Bellingham really should have scored his. I know heading isn't his thing. Hummels had one early. And then Mats Hummels gets the most phantom red card. In the middle of midfield, it wasn't. got reversed. No, 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 no. He didn't. He stayed off. But Dortmund confirmed after the game they would seek legal action, which I thought was a fascinating way of saying appeal it. Uh, but um, it better get uplifted because all of a sudden Dortmund's up against it to, not up against it but it's interesting now if Dortmund will advance but that red card was some nonsense they went up 1-0 and then it was just going to be not only did they play with 10 men they played without their best defender and it's already a you know an injury depleted team Guerrero still gone Holland's out for a while that game sucked. Like, I, I thought Dortmund was going to squeeze it out. They ended up conceding three, but... There are some weeks when I come to here just to hear you say Guerrero's last name. Rafa Guerrero. Man, I, I'm sick of these long-term injuries. Guerrero went out, and I haven't just... I, we haven't heard anything about him. It, it what, what is the injury? When's he back? I keep hearing because it's American media. I get Reina injury <laughs> updates every day. What is wrong with this guy's legs? Yeah, you'll, American media will tell Every, you what Reina had for breakfast. But Reina was supposed to be out for two to four weeks. All of a sudden, it's uh, oh, Reina recovering a lot slower than expected. How? <laughs> we have you're at some of the best facilities. What is, he, what is he doing? You're at some of the best facilities ever. All of a sudden, he's not coming back this year. Where? What's up with? The, he's 19, 18. I don't know. He's a teenager. What's up with his bones? I don't get it. Are they not giving how him you, enough to eat? Like, how do you recover slow? That's such such a new one. Recovery not not setbacks. Slow. Ask it's a, just not healing. Ask Usman Dembele. <laughs> no, Dembe, thing is, Dembele goes out for five months at a time. He's made out of glass. This one was supposed to be two weeks. And again, one more time for it, Guerrero. I still couldn't tell you what's injured. And I, you know, probably the head at this point. God damn. <laughs> but, no, this injury crisis just kind of sucks. And Marco Rose kind of like, has this, apparently his like physio or whatever, has like a horrible rep of injuries and is still employed. But at this point, it's malpractice. Interesting. Trainer, physio, get him out of the job. 
Like, I don't care if the injuries are happening on international break. The wear and tear of the club is probably what met. Well, <laughs> one more time. Guerrero went to Portugal, came back before the first of three games. It took him two training sessions to get injured. I think that was carryover. I don't know what's happening at these. And God, I'm, this is bad. Leipzig this yeah. weekend and Holland all but confirmed out of Bayern next month. Dortmund, please let Adam attend a training session just to see what's going on. Let me, uh, man, they need numbers too. I'll join the training session. I'll slide <laughs> in that left back for it. <laughs> you know, Dortmund, I think literally doesn't have a first team left back available right now. Sweet. Because Nico Schultz out. Schultz is out and just, you know, part time footballer as is, unserious. Passlack is still healthy. I don't even know what his best position is. That's the definition of an unserious footballer. And Wolf, who was filling in back there, got injured against Ajax. Our captain is made of glass. It's only a matter of time before he's next. He already missed a game. He's always, he's, well, he's been on that list for quite a while. This is a scary mix. I don't, I don't know what's happening with the season. God knows how we're still in it. Tough. We're only one point behind Byron still. Hopefully, please be Leipzig. Luca Conte in. Conte in, absolutely. Everton, 9 a.m. on Sunday. Oh, God, you know I will be watching that game. Conte in, first official game in the Premier League, back with... Officially with Tottenham, I I love it. Tottenham losing to Manchester United was the best thing that's ever happened to me at this point. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, you know, it sucks for Nuno. Nuno's a great guy, average coach. But the reality is, Conte's going to transform this team with a transfer window. I'm calling it right now. He signs Vlahovic and he signs Romagnoli, and that's all I need. Do they finish top four? Ooh. Huh. What's the fit it, with Vlavic? Huh? What's the fit with Vlavic? Because Kane's not leaving in January. Yeah, Kane's not leaving. Or next season. But you, I, I say you put Vlaovic even, even there because apart from Son, you don't have another center forward. You need another center forward if you're going to play the 3-5-2. Like all three of them starting and Son goes elsewhere? Or no. no. No, 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 no. I, I don't see Vlaovic starting immediately. No. He's going to be rotation. Even but even then, if if Kane ever decides to leave, there you go. That's your man. I have been a Vlahovic fan since day one. I think he's much needed. I think he'll tear the Premier League apart if he joins. Incredible. You know, it's always nice when like those random, not random, you know, those newer players in the outside league start getting the English attention, and you know, you can point your. I was there the whole time. I was, yeah. yeah. I was waiting for this. Ex- exactly, but no, they need they need another set. They need another center back if they're going to play the, the the three at the back. Obviously, I think they're doing. I think they're going to do a good job with Emerson outright and with Sergio Reguilon if he stays if he stays healthy, out left. And then the midfield is the biggest question mark for this Tottenham team, because does Antonio Conte like Hoybieg, Lochelso, and Demb- and Tanguy and Dombele? I don't know. Is Dele Alli, I think, is out of the question. I think he'll be gone by the summer. Shoot. Yeah, I I don't see I I don't see a situation where Dele Alli stays under a team like Antonio Conte. Uh, Conte demands work. Uh, he demands work. He demands efficiency. Or he kills you. Or yeah. Or or he kills you. And Conte is a guy who's going to transition quickly, <clears throat> just like he did with the Italy when he took over the Italy team. He took a group of guys that, at the time, the leading goal scorer for that team was Graziano Pelle, who went off to play for China, and he made a monster out of him. So, Those. so Conte has if Conte, if they're giving Conte the financial freedom to get the guys who he wants, I, it's gonna be it's gonna be perfect. And a top four, and if you get those guys, a top four finish I think is doable. Uh, fifth, a fifth spot, anything anything below six, it won't be. Ex- won't be good for a good look for Antonio Conte. Do they finish top four? I think the talent gap will still give United the edge. 
But it is fascinating now because you have the clear front three. Yep. And then United makes it a big four with roster, and then Spurs make it a big four in terms of managerial quality. So I, it'll be interesting seeing that one, uh, you know, that little battle. But I think I've got to back United. I can't have Ronaldo not finishing top four in my predictions. It's United will get it. But I do think it's – I'm expecting an instant turnaround. I fully back Conte. One interesting <laughs> – going to another player I take issues with. One storyline that's not going to exist, but I feel like it should – Harry Kane, sorry for him, sort of got a guy fired. Yeah. Nuno? If Kane, I mean, I don't know. if Kane doesn't have one goal under him, who knows what's happening. Granted, yeah. it's, like, it's still obvious, it's still the right choice. It's a huge managerial upgrade. Yeah, I but... mean, yeah, I mean, the decision to should have point... been on the summer, though, is the thing. Yeah. The fact, they didn't let, they didn't let Harry go. Uh, Man City weren't willing to pay the full price for him. I mean, he he's got, he was going to stay. And like I said, the appointment of Nuno was was in desperation of trying to get a manager that at least play a style to the likes of what Harry Kane can do. It didn't work out. And I, Jamie Carragher said this on Sky Sports just a couple of days ago. You know, he's good manager, just bad appointment. But because think about what Nuno did at Wolverhampton for four or five years. You know, he kept he kept a really good, consistently good team for a mid-table Premier League side. And then they rose a little bit upwards too, but it, it just this just wasn't suited to to Nuno style. Too much Nuno attention. I want Kane slander. Kane, yeah, Kane slander is it's, it's impressive because the media doesn't uh, doesn't bru- it doesn't brutally attack Harry Kane as if it were Timo Wer- Timo Werner. And that was the exact one I was thinking. Like you look at how singled out Havertz and Werner were when Lampard got sacked, mm-hmm. and I guess it was further magnet it was further emphasized by a German coach coming in. Mm-hmm. It's like oh he's here to make them work, but. It just fast and if and when Ole gets sacked, regardless of how many weeks Ronaldo saved him in a row, I think we know. I fully expect that to be one of the leading headlines. Like, oh, Ronaldo comes in, manager gets sacked. They'll you know do the lines, but you know, England media protects protects its golden boy. Yeah, I mean, really, the only reason I don't think Manchester United have sacked Ole is because they're keeping their Champions League chances alive with Ronaldo leading the team. That's why a blowout tomorrow will really test things because. Yeah, because you're you gonna get blown out by City and Liverpool yep. at home back or two uh, out of three weeks. Exactly, and if if and if it's bad against Man City, media is gonna hammer him, except for Gary Neville. Yeah. Also, one quick note, because obviously the United players will never cook Ole, but even the people that are against him, every Sky Sports pundit uses the line, "Well, I'll never call for a manager to get fired." I think, and I, I was like, you know, maybe that's a reasonable line. You know, oh, good they've people, called for Lampard, humane, but. One thing I didn't click, you know the contract gets bought out. These people are getting financially reimbursed for their yes. firings. Yes. yes. Like, Nuno got it paid a lot of money. It didn't click until Luca told me. Steve, yeah, Nuno, Steve Bruce got like $5 million. Yeah, and what, Nuno got fourteen? Yeah, Nuno got close 10. to 10. Yeah, Nuno got close to $10 million. Come okay, on. 10. Well, fire me. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll take the payout and go be unemployed for exactly. a bit. I'll bounce back jo- eventually. You know how much Manchester United had to pay to get Jose out of there? You know, they're not <laughs> I don't. Think, they're not getting kicked to the curb the way... Because I even... I, I bought into it. I was like, yeah, you know, maybe they're onto Koeman something. got paid close to $10 million too. Yeah. Oh, no. Koeman, Koeman won't take anything less than the 14 he's deserved. Uh, he <laughs> exactly. contractually I mean, earned. That's still going as a little bit of a controversy. They are getting a generous reimbursement. When they're millions and millions of pounds in debt already. That's why some club, I guess biggest one, Barca second, Koeman, just how much that to pay. It was surprising. Levy, I think he just says he had to do it. Yeah, no, no, yeah, Levy, you have to do it if you have any chance of keeping your best players. Tough. Any last thoughts, gents? 
I guess, well, we're running late, but... Hopefully we all have Luka, a good weekend. Why is AC undefeated in this league and terrible in Champions League? <sighs> First of all, injuries in, that happen in just in the midweek for them to prepare against uh, a Champions League side never works out for them. That game against Porto was ridiculous. I watched about half of it, and I was done with it. And that's why I focus all my attention towards what they're doing in Serie A because in Serie A, they handle teams pretty nicely. And they get and they get their stuff done like they and they just ended Jose Mourinho's run with Roma, and it was incredible. Did you see? Did you see the Slatan free kick? At, at forty years old, this Actually, guy this guy drives a low free kick to the bottom right corner of the keeper's net. Yeah, no, I saw. I, no, I knew he scored one. I didn't watch it. You know. But yeah, I mean, they play really. They play so. We'll follow a similar theme of everything today. I don't like Ibra, so I don't <laughs> oh, want to watch the goal. <laughs> One, and one, one quick note on that Champions League group: Klopp and Simeone hate each other. There's something there, yeah, for everyone to see. And I mean, Simeone said, "I mean, Simeone is a character good himself." You know, I've never heard a manager before a game say, "Yeah, no, I'm not shaking his hand." It's disgenuine. Well, he, well, he said that not about Klopp specifically, but the, but he the just whole, like, like English, English custom. Yeah, but, English uh, tradition: you go over, shake their hand. He thinks it's false. But I mean, I, I highly doubt he's never shook a manager's hand. Yeah, no, this is the first time it's come well, out. Well, because he said like. Because he doesn't like the falsity it implies, which means he hates Klopp. He doesn't want to look like he doesn't hate Klopp. I don't think I'm wrong for reading those no, lines. No, no, I don't think it's wrong. Liverpool topped the group. Their next game's Porto. Porto are currently above Atletico. The final game of the group is Porto hosting Atletico. If I'm Klopp, I throw the Porto game, let him get three points, give Porto a great chance of bouncing Atletico. Oh, absolutely. Play your reserves against Porto. Yeah, no, Play the kids. I'm playing the kids that played Aston Villa two years are ago. Are they through in first already? Yeah. yeah. 12 points. They've already won the group. 12 points. Yeah, for, they're six, first, yes. first secured. Six points to play, and Porto's well, like five, on five. Five, four, and three. Yeah, it goes, yeah. 12, five, four, one. Yeah. Five, four, one. Because, yeah, Liverpool's 4-0. And, yeah, Milan tied the one game, won the one point. Man, Seriously, though, play your Porto reserves. beat AC, that's a four-point gap. Why'd they score an own goal? <laughs> that, that was actually quite a ridiculous own goal. Also, Suar, Atletico got bailed out against AC. Like, they really might not advance, and if I'm Klopp, I'm doing everything possible to make that happen. Yeah. All right. Long episode. Thanks for coming with, especially if you've made it this far, as always. And we hope that you have found this episode to be in the great words of the legend Ray Hudson. Magisterial! Join us next time.